join me in visualize this day when this young boy, his name is Isaac, going up Mount Moriah, carrying the wood. And he says to his father, Daddy, I see the wood, I, I see the fire, but I don't see the land. Pause for that moment if you are a father. The pain that the father went through, Abraham, to hear his son saying, I don't see the lamb. Abraham, being the father of faith, answered in faith and he says, God himself will provide the lamb. He didn't say God will provide. He said God himself. Now we fast forward because for me it was just a picture of what was to come. You read from Genesis 22. You will see that uh, God says to Abraham, Now I know that you love me because you have prepared to sacrifice your only son, the son whom you love. But if you pause there, you'll say, Ah, oh, God. You made a mistake. Isaac was not the only son of Abraham. God, did you forget that the first son of Abraham is Ishmael? Why do you call Isaac his only son? But you see, God was talking about his son. It was a picture of what was to come. As Isaac went up Mount Moriah with that wood, if you fast forward, the son, the only son whom God loves went up the same mountain range carrying the cross. My point is it is the love of the father that started everything. And for us as believers to understand how much God loves us, it is important to know how God loves his son. Jesus. The father gave us the best in heaven. He could have sent an angel, it would be enough. But it is because the God who so loves us that he gave us the best. The love of this faithful father. Can you imagine the pain that Abraham went as he took out that knife and he was ready? But God said, stop. But do you know at the cross, Nobody was there to say stop as the son was crucified on the cross. Can you imagine what happened to the heart of God as a father? I'm pointing out this thing to say let us forever remember the love that the Father has for us. That he gave us the best, his son, the only son, 
So that on a day like this, we can say to God, Father God, I know that you love me. Because you sacrificed your son, your only son, Jesus Christ, the son whom you love. Wow. The Father's love. I'm not here to preach because I think the preaching has been done. It gives me hope as a member of this church to see the youth stepping out. May we maintain that momentum. And as fathers of the house, may we prepare ourselves, ready ourselves to be there in the scrum with the young people to give them courage to go and go. Those who are my age will know the Kuchu Kuchu tree. You, you know how it starts. Kuchu, Kuchu, Kuchu. But there comes a time it, it gains momentum. Isn't it? May we keep the momentum. So I'm not going to preach because the preaching has been done. I'm, I'm really thankful for the young men that led this gathering of believers this morning. For me, I was sitting there, I said, wow, because the key thing that came from the preaching that they did, do not fear. In Africans, they talked about eternity. They talk about inheritance. If, if, if I was the lead pastor, I would say, let's pray and then let's go home. The church is done. But just allow me to... Um, the message will be in, in four parts. I saw uh, Mengoma was reading the scripture, so get ready. I'll follow the example that was set. Um, the, the first part, part A, is step out. Part B, and, and, and I must really say it's not mine. Um, <laughs> it comes from the preaching that the Mozebe did in Rwanda, qualified by God's eternal purpose. The third one is living in his power. And the last but not least is time to move forward. Out of the safe zone. Into the safe zone. Into the faith zone. The first one step out. I'll just wrap it up in the... As you know that we went to Rwanda. Pastor Mark, who was there with us, he said something that I found that I need to share with the church. And a step out. He says the church has become comfortable. Scared. 
Skirt. 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 Hey, uh, you see, uh, uh, Bantu education, I think my pronunciation, because I could hear the youth, the way they were rolling, like, hey, but us, <laughs> yeah, and not pioneering. Pastor God said, disobedience makes us stagnant. Can I ask uh, Mengoma just to read uh, Deuteronomy 1 from verse 6 to 8? Deuteronomy 1, verse 6 to 8. The Lord our God spoke to us in Herob, saying, You have dwelt long enough at this mountain. Turn and take your journey and go to the mountains of the Amorites to all the neighboring places in the plain, in the mountains and in the lowlands, in the south and on the sea coast, to the land of the Canaanites and to, the, and to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. You heard that? The key word is go. Now on John 20 verse 21, I'll just read it here because I wrote it here. Jesus say, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Go. And I'm, I'm, I'm also preaching to myself. Uh, in my language, it's one about the So I'm also preaching to myself. Have I become so comfortable in my... Have I become this uh, everyday normal Christian? As Pastor Mark said, we've become so comfortable. As I've become so comfortable that for me, my journey is to go to church Sunday and back. I'll leave it as a question. But you see in Deuteronomy, Moses, the heart was, it was time to move on in faith and take the promised land. What is your promised land? To the children of Israel, it was a, a physical space. What is the promised land for you and me? When we read the Bible, we're not reading history. So my question is, what is our promised land as believers? God's calling on my life is my promised land. God's calling on your life is your promised land. So as we were told about the inheritance this morning, about the preacher, go and possess the promised land. Qualified by God's eternal purpose. If, if you have any questions here, because it's, it's the scripture, it was the message of Ntate Motsepe. You ask him after the service, not me. <laughs> Mengoma, can you just... Um, 
while I just prepare for First Peter chapter 2 from verse 9 to 10. While he's still preparing, I'll just start about this one. First um, Samuel 3 verse 19. It says, the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. Uh-huh. And he let none of Samuel's words to fall to the ground. One Samuel three verse nineteen. You will see that in this there is this issue about identity. But, you know, identity is very important. In South Africa currently, and I'm not minimizing the people that do this thing. Because I've got my own testimony as well. To say. As this boy who was raised by Mutswana man, we had Dingaka come into our house. I don't know why they always come in the evening. So I went through those things. Even when I went to boarding school. boarding school. I had a safety belt. But but I think God loves the pantsulas, man. Because with me, my brand would and that safety belt, I said, ah, <laughs> So I took it off. So I've been there. And it did not end there. When, when things happened in our family, my father started looking for, for God. And then he went to this congregation that appeared as a church. But it is a cult. I was part of that cult for about 10 years. But the beauty of it is that that's where I met my beautiful wife. <laughs> but I'll tell you to say, I mean, there was, there was advantage in terms of Lobola, but that one I'm not going to touch. But the issue is you'll see today that people are struggling with identity. And as, as a church, let's pray for them. At least they are not stagnant. Did you see Hurkutwas has become fashionable? Pray for them. Because at least they are not stagnant. God say, Some of us have been there. It's from a cult where there is no God. Where the man who sits on the throne is called Muhammad. That is part of the Trinity. But we stand here today to give thanks to the Almighty for saving us. Hey, that blade. Jesus. You know that menorah. Yes. Hey, now I've been. And they go, you know, all the joints, they cut, 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 cut. Yeah, cut, 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 cut. 
And then they always have this black thing, smelly. After cutting you, you are bleeding. Then they he, Jesus, man, name on. You know, but anyway, First Peter 2 from verse 9 to 10. But you, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. Wow. Can I just ask you one thing? Just this week, Maybe when you brush your teeth or if you just read it again, just two verses and meditate it, meditate on it maybe as you drive or you go to work or ukulumaka so that you may see your identity. Like I said, identity is important. Wow. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Wow. Mengoma, can you read uh, 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 Revelation 5, verse 9 to 10? And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God, and they will reign on earth. Wow. Bought with what? You see? Bought with the blood of? Jesus. You know how precious you are. Living in his power. Mengoma, can you read from Ephesians 1? We'll read it back to back. Sorry, Mengoma. <laughs> Ephesians 1, verse 9 to 10. I keep asking that the Lord of our, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. And in his and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Twenty two. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. Wow. Can we go to Ephesians 6 from verse 10 to 18? 
Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18. Verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his, in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authority, against the powers of his dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the devil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the, de of the evil one. Take the, word, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Amen and amen and amen. It says, put on the entire armor of God. The two points, just a reminder. We have no armor of our own. That is, say, put on the armor of God. This armor of God is prepared for us. But let's step out. But we must put it on. It is prepared for us, but our part is to put it on. And we put it on in total reliance upon the omnipotence of God's might. So let's put it on. It's the armor of God. The God that is on our side. Just before I close, just two points that I'm left with. Time to move forward. Out of the safe zone. Into the faith zone. Time to move forward. Have you seen somebody, a, a driver Koloi, going uphill? Number four, number five. Do you see how the car goes? It's not moving. What must he do? Back to three. Change the gear. So I'm here to encourage me and you that let us not be average believers. For we know our identity in Christ. Let us change the gear. Our call as believers is to be on the, is to be on the offensive. I say our call as believers is to be on the offensive. 
We're not cowards. Because we have this armor of God. Go. Are you going to be obedient to Jesus? You know, me and you are accepted before God because of the obedience of Jesus. Being God who humbled himself to wear the flesh of man and came down to redeem me and you. You see how precious we are. You know the ministry, the ministry of Jesus was so powerful. He healed the sick. Raise the dead. The blind the healed. Restored the sight of the blind. Do you see what obedience can do? Is it going to be a slogan to me and you? When Jesus says, as the Father sent me, so do I send you. Go. The preacher of today here, this young man, because I said I'm not here to preach. I'm just here to confirm the preaching that he did this morning here. Did you hear him? You see, and I'm talking to myself as well. You see, you see, if 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 the gathering of believers can just be just you know. It's an ordinary thing to us. I go to church. I listen. They sing my song. I go home. Eat. Watch football. You know, it's not like that. Did you hear the, the preacher of today said there is urgency? He said there is urgency. And it is true. And that's why we have to do, it must be business unusual. Because of that urgency, we need to change the gear to go into the nations of the world and preach this gospel to the lost. It's not about us. We are the soldiers of Jesus. We need to be on the offensive. And I'm talking about myself as well. Life is a battlefield. There is a war for the souls. And that's why as soldiers of Jesus, we can't be stagnant. The scriptures that we read, it says the shield of faith. Yeah. We used to, to, to sing this. Uh, I 
was not there. I was not there. The shield of faith. When the enemy tries to weaken us through fear and unbelief, let us lift up the shield of faith. I say when the enemy tries to weaken us through fear and unbelief, let us lift up this shield of faith. By faith we stand. By faith we conquer. The shield of faith. You would know that those who come from the townships where you see the street battle, you know the pantsulas when there is a street battle. The first move, if he's wearing a pointer or he's wearing something, the first move will be to rap on his left. Yeah, he will roll on his left. That is for protection, it's a shield. Kapi will be on the right. So because when this one comes, he kapi You understand? That is the armor that we are given. The shield of faith. And what is the sword? The word of God. You see, God does not call it a teaspoon. It's not a kitchen utensil. When do you take out your soul? Come on. The last one in closure. The secret to the risk field risk-taking life of Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. Numbers 14, verse 24. I want us just to have just a view. What was this thing about this man called Caleb? The risk field, risk taking life. You see? Um, but because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Wow. He has a different spirit. I've got hope in my prayer for Cosmos City Church. Is that when God looks down and he says, I've got my soldiers at Cosmos City they have a different spirit. I'm going to release them under the authority of my power to go into the nations of the world, to face the enemy, to go into the natural under the power of the supernatural. Preach this gospel. Set the captives free. That is my hope and prayer for this church. In closing, closing. Mengoma, can you read 
Joshua 14, verse 7 to 12. Did you see um, the first preacher this morning? I think he read Joshua. Pablo, you read Joshua, no? That you should not fear. Now, because that's why I said I'm not preaching. I'm just... We'll just read Joshua 1. Joshua 14, from verse 7 to 12. So that we have just a glimpse at the life of this old man, Caleb, taking risks. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land, and I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites went up with me, made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever because you have followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 40 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I am still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard when the when that, uh, you yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out, just as he said. Amen and amen. May God give us the spirit of Caleb. At 85. He was still saying, give me that mountain. The Anakites, these giants. He say, I'm going. I guess near But finally, finally, I would like to thank um, uh, one of the elders for reminding us about the power of God. And it's my prayer that as believers, as members of Cosmo City Church, as we go into the nations of the world, as we take our position in the shape of the scrum that God is forming to take this gospel to the nations and somehow I know and I believe I can't explain it. But I believe the revival will be from the east. I believe it's not a coincidence that this church has created relationships in East Africa. So as we prepare ourselves to take our rightful position in the scrum that God is building to give that push to take the gospel to the world. 